electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is Squawk Pod. I'm CNBC producer Cameron Costa. Today on our podcast, Traveling Takeoff. Americans booking their post-pandemic trips with Booking Holdings CEO Glenn Fogel. All the numbers for travel in the U.S. are better than anywhere else in the world right now. Traveling trends from the parent of Priceline and Booking.com. You look at the correlation between where the vaccines are being rolled out best, and that's certainly where travel is doing best. Plus, the lights are coming back on Broadway, finally. Vaccine patents and intellectual property and another day, another Dogecoin. I don't think you can just say it really does have a market cap bigger than a lot of the major corporations in this country. It's Thursday, May 6th, 2021. Squawk Pod begins right now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Guys, another day, another Dogecoin. We can't help but mention this. Pulling back ever so slightly today. If you put $1,000 in Dogecoin on January 1st of this year, right now, on May 6th, it would be worth $120,000. Yep. That's nice. I, I was thinking about it in light of what we used to say about market caps for stocks when they looked high. And we'd mm-hmm. say, you know, on any given day, when a certain number of, of shares change hands, and that it, it, if you multiply the, the, all the outstanding shares by that price, you get to that market cap. But if everybody sells, decided to sell, I just don't think it's really there. And that's kind of what I think about Dogecoin. It, it, it's, you know, not that many. That's at least my explanation for how it can be $80 billion and maybe really not $80 billion. That's where it is on any given day. That's the demand. That's the... the, Meaning meaning you think it could vaporize overnight? Meaning I don't think you can just say it really does have a market cap bigger than most of the, a lot of the major corporations (laughs) in this country. Did you see on Drudge, they they, they had Novogratz, they, they had the... Middle finger, one, two, three. Okay, I see what he meant. That's given the middle finger uh, at the establishment. And that that made it. So that's all part of it. And then you got Elon Musk. So... I'd also make the the point, by the way, you can't buy you can't buy all of the Dogecoin altogether at a premium. Nobody's doing that. Unlike a company. I mean, one of the the reason why you care about a market cap is because ostensibly somebody could buy the whole company. Yeah. Typically at a premium. It can't happen. It doesn't doesn't work that way. So it's always been sort of a strange apples and oranges. That made me think uh, made me think about Bitcoin, too, and a trillion dollars and how many big people are 70 percent of that trillion and how if that were to change. I don't know if those are the exact numbers, but it is concentrated with some whales. And so I, you know, if you question the 80 for Dogecoin, I guess you could, you know, I don't want to get into this. I, you know, it's Thursday. Don't, don't, don't uh, tweet me. I'm not saying anything. At Joe it's Squawk? Just... <laughs> At Joe Squawk? Uh, yeah, it is. Moderna, here's some good news out with some early trial data on a booster shot for those who already have taken its vaccine. It said the booster generated a promising immune response 
against the COVID variants first identified in South Africa and Brazil. Moderna also said a new version of its vaccine targeted at that South Africa variant generated an even better response over the version currently available. Those results will be published online and have not yet been peer reviewed. Of course, though, uh, the other big news yesterday was the Biden administration saying that it is now throwing its support behind waiving intellectual property protections for COVID-19 vaccines. Now, the waivers could remove obstacles, they say, to ramping up production of vaccines in developing countries. We've had lots of conversations with Scott Gottlieb and others uh, who say not the case, uh, not so quickly, uh, hard, to, hard to actually ramp up the production and manufacturing that it really takes, uh, could take over a year. And of course, then it creates all of these other uh, both uh, economic and philosophical questions about uh, mm -hmm. IP and intellectual property in this country, the incentives and motivations uh, for some of these companies to do uh, what they do. Um, interestingly, I think there's a, a unique point to be made that Pfizer uh, did this on all on their own, invested all their money in it uh, on their own. Uh, I know there's some people who have more time for the argument around Moderna because uh, they did take government money uh, to, uh, to support their efforts in all of this. But when you think about all of the other variants and other things uh, that may come over time that are going to need our pharmaceutical companies uh, to, uh, to step up and try to figure these things out, it's yeah. very interesting to think Lots about to what think would happen if the incentives, incentives change. And also, also the technology itself which of mRNA and how that could get used uh, for so many, what we think of as promising other drugs. And if you, if you let the special, special sauce, if you will, uh, out the door for free, right. does that change that dynamic? So right. lots of questions. The journal weighed in, I, and I was looking for some, some guidance on it because there, there, there's a couple of arguments against it. One, I want a better one than just you can't control the quality of what you're, they're going to be making, and it would take too long to get up to speed on making the exact uh, quality and, and efficacy and everything else that they've worked so long to do. You don't know in manufacturing plants abroad how long that, that would take. Uh, counterfeit versions come about, but that's one argument that, no, it's not feasible. The other is, is it philosophically a good thing to do, what you were just alluding to, when a company uh, would it act, and the journal weighs in and says that it would maybe make companies less hesitant to spend $5 billion or whatever it is to develop something if they knew that it, at any moment governments can just just take away, you know, change the rules in the middle of the game and saying, no, you don't own the rights of this. Someone else. So this, but then again, I, I, on the other side, I had to say in an emergency situation where it really does affect us, if it if we don't control it in the rest of the world because of variants, and it really does come back and affect us, then you think, well, then maybe there are some special circumstances here that, that, right. that, that, could, uh, that could cause you Although, to, to change things. I didn't, I didn't read anybody else on this today because I, I just wanted to think it through myself and, and, and try and decide what was fair, what, what would be the most important thing. And I will say something that kind of occurred to me again and again is, these companies did such a phenomenal job of coming up with this, jumping into the void. I can't believe we're at the point where we have, I think, 60% of Americans who have gotten one vaccine at this point, north of 40% who are fully vaccinated. When this is, you know, this is COVID-19. It didn't even exist till December of 2019. I can't believe we're at this point. And it's thanks to what these drug companies have done by jumping in. And as you mentioned, spending billions of dollars of their own money, in the case of Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and other places, pouring that in to try and doing this. And I do agree with what Andrew said about worrying about the variants that come down the road. How do we make sure that they continue to do this and are rewarded for it? 
Joe, you're right that we, we need to be concerned about the rest of the world, not only because of what's happening that's a complete humanitarian crisis at this point, right. uh, but because it will have ramifications and come back right to, to our own shores if we don't deal with it. But is that the best way to do it, to say everybody make your own, or right. is it the best way to say let's ramp up these existing vaccines? Send it over, which let's we're doing. Authorize other it, places, yeah. like let's send it over, but I'll maybe find other right. factories that can make it in coordination with it, because we've been doing that. Because one <laughs> of the arguments Gottlieb yeah. has made with us in the past is that if you look back at AMFAR and what happened with some of the HIV uh, situations that they were dealing with, um, you didn't want to, the, the problems that you have in terms of production, the shortages and the roadblocks that we've seen may actually get worse if you are looking at other people trying to find those same shortages of things and trying to ramp them up. I, it, there needs to be a coordinated effort to yep. do this, and there's so many things to think about um, in every and we direction. Had this, we had this conversation, remember, Andrew? It's like, Hey, you know, we've got some extra AstraZeneca stuff here. Uh, you're certainly right. welcome to that. This crappy, uh, the ones that, no, that, that, was, that, that was your point, remember, Andy? That, that, right. uh, but, but it hasn't but been. Maybe a, the answer is a weak manual. Over there, maybe. you can, AstraZeneca has already passed, uh, passed mustard right. abroad. We have but, not but maybe cleared it here, so it, send it over. Maybe the answer, though, is, is I think it reflects what Becky was suggesting, that if, if we manufactured more of it, and maybe you need the Defense Production Act or something else to decide you're going to manufacture, and also to, to by the way, uh, charge rates that are a little bit more reasonable in some of these other countries. I mean, part of it is there's a rate issue in terms of, it is true, Pfizer is making an enormous profit off of this drug. They've already made an enormous profit off this drug in the U.S., Potentially, may, maybe there should be some more allowances. Now, I know there there is some that's being given away for free or at discounted some, rates, yeah. but maybe there yeah. should be a little bit of a better effort there. But if it was manufactured here, or maybe we um, should raise some money to pay for that. You know, maybe we should be doing right. that to help pay to 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 make sure that these other places can get it. Maybe we should be sending more and more of it. We should think right. of that as you know foreign aid and in a big way to ramp some of those things up too. You know, I've seen articles where they they conflate earned and revenues and it you know they really should get that straight because i've seen you know on the the sort of incendiary mainstream media take on pfizer has earned is going to earn oh, 26 billion dollars on it and that's not i mean what yeah, what no, are you no. actually after all of the of what you've put in and everything else and to manufacture it and all the other things that go into it they really should get it straight what what the what their actually profits are versus the, the total revenue that they, they bring in an update now on the path to reopening in New York. Broadway is planning to reopen at 100% capacity on September 14th. Tickets go on sale soon. Why a four-month delay? Well, one of the reasons is so that the performers can rehearse. That's a good idea, I think, because these shows are amazing <laughs> in the, everything that goes on. You don't want, you know, can you imagine just not doing anything for a year and then trying to do one of those shows? It'd be chaos. Someone could get hurt. Uh, also, we need uh, tourists to feel comfortable uh, with packed theaters and advertising. They got to say, well, I, I wouldn't even know which show I would want to see to go back. But that's good news. In sports, the Yankees and Mets will begin seating in separate sections uh, with capacity for vaccinated people at 100 percent. Unvaccinated people, just 33 percent. You got to stay six feet away. But all mm -hmm. sections are going to require masks. Becky. How do you prove it? I mean, Andrew, you've you talked about this things. pass you that a, you have. Does everybody need to get the... The card's no good. I don't know. I, th I mean, I, I think if people will end up having the to app. use one of these, these apps. Um, that's very easy to do, by the way. And I, I think I, I mentioned it the other day. I did it over a weekend. 
I did over a weekend. I did it, it literally within 90 seconds. You don't have to do any. You just type in all of your information. Uh, they actually quiz you. Um, I don't know if you've ever had these quizzes where they try to t ask you your address and they give you five addresses and yes. they ask you where you did it yeah. and they give you five Doctor's different versions and which drug you took, you know, which which vaccine you took and you pick that and then magically you get a QR code and a thing on your phone and and it's right. So the, but is there, is there is one is app that you have to use or there's a lot of different ones? In New York, uh, there's a, there's, there is an app. I can get you the name right here on my phone. I think it's called the New York Excelsior <laughs> COVID app. Um, you, can, you can download it. I, I'll get, uh, I'm sure there are viewers who are going to want to know. So uh, it's the NYS, NYS New York State Wallet is what it's called. And uh, if you've gotten <laughs> vaccinated, you can just punch in your information. And um, I don't know if I should... Put the QR code up because I don't no, know. No, don't. I want that. Don't do that. Out there, don't, but, don't, don't, don't do that. But if you, but but if you, if you look there, don't that's do that. what it looks like. All right. But what, so here's a. We got to talk to, to Gottlieb about this. So people that have had COVID and they have great antibodies, maybe better than even the vaccine. That's what we were talking about. Like someone in my family has has had antibodies that was totally asymptomatic. But now do they have to get the vaccine to travel with us to Europe if you need to show on your passport that you got the vaccine? So probably and the, the trouble is you can't get vaccinated or until maybe the antibodies. after I think what is it, two or three months after you've had right, it's been that after long, you've had but, COVID, right. But you know, for I don't know if there were, there shouldn't be any hesitancy obviously to get it, but you would figure if you didn't absolutely have to get it because you already, you know, had it and had antibodies, you probably wouldn't want it to get it, I guess, but Unless you deal with the new strains. I mean, it's interesting right. with the Moderna news that their, their booster shot deals with new strains. And if well, you had it a long time right. ago, maybe you don't have the antibodies for the new strains. Who knows? Coming up on Squawk Pod, Americans on the road again, or the plane or the cruise ship. <laughs> Who's going where and when we should book our next vacations with the CEO of Booking Holdings. That's the company behind Priceline and Booking.com, Glenn Fogel. Some people are always going to be resistant to getting onto a plane or something because they're afraid of a virus. But the fact is, people get ill anywhere around the world. We really look forward to that becoming a state where people don't always be thinking about, oh, is there COVID or is there not COVID? We just go about our lives. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River trip to texas or maybe you have an actual appetite i'll take a pound of brisket six ribs uh, three links of sausage and a, a piece of pecan pie trip to texas go to traveltexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to texas that matters yours what's on the horizon for financial markets at pgim it's a question that over 1400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This is Squawk Pod from CNBC. Our planes trains and cruise ships about to have a wild summer 
Vaccination rates are on the rise, and Americans are planning to get out. The TSA is reporting climbing screening numbers, more than one and a half million passengers at airports on Sunday alone. And the rate of occupancy at hotels is ticking up, greater than 57% in the most recent numbers, a huge turnaround from the depths of last spring. Booking Holdings, the parent company of Booking.com, Priceline, OpenTable, and other sites, is hoping for a rebound in travel appetite. CEO Glenn Fogel joined our TV broadcast today. Here's Joe Kernan. It is, uh, it's really happening. The US, in the US, travel rebound is real. Two metrics we've been tracking uh, for the past year, airport passenger screenings and hotel occupancy rates, both clearly trending upward this year. Uh, one company for which the travel rebound, especially international, is absolutely critical, Booking Holdings. It reported first quarter numbers after the bell yesterday. It beat analysts' expectations with a smaller than expected loss. Joining us now is Glenn Fogel, Booking Holdings president and CEO. Glenn, it's, uh, it's great to have you on. And uh, give us the state of the industry. And it, how much is, uh, unlike an Expedia or a TripAdvisor, how much uh, are you dependent on overseas um, travel rebounding? Well, thanks for having me, Joe. And absolutely, Booking Holdings is a global company, and we need the whole travel industry worldwide recover for us to have a total recovery. And there's no doubt the U.S. is leading the way in terms of recovery. Uh, all the numbers for travel in the U.S. are better than anywhere else in the world right now, albeit maybe Israel, but of course, that's a very small travel area. So, uh I mean, I've read that 90, what is 90% of your bookings outside the U.S.? Or it, that's not always that way, is it? Or it, it has been for how long? Well, we gave, we gave uh, some stats in our earnings call last night. And we talked pre, pre-COVID. We were talking about about half our business is European-based. And then we were talking about maybe 20% or so being in the Asia area. And then the rest of it, 30% being uh, U.S. And, and rest of the world. So it's spread out fairly nicely. And of course, though, we need to have all of these areas to recover before we can have full recovery. People, you say, uh, you know, passport vaccine and all these, uh, you know, all these different ideas pop into people's heads. But it, I mean, de facto, isn't something like that going to be part of our life? Don't we know that? And it would certainly help booking. I know that you're on the record. Uh, uh, as actually saying that that would be a big benefit for a company like yours and for just people trying to travel globally. Look, we always believe safety in, in travel is very important. And we recognize that uh, some people are always going to be resistant to getting onto a plane or something because they're afraid of a virus. But the fact is, people get ill anywhere around the world. And we just want to make things as safe as possible. As vaccines continue to be distributed throughout the world, People are going to feel safer and they'll start traveling more and more. And we really look forward to that becoming a state where people don't always be thinking about, oh, is there COVID or is there not COVID? And we just go about our lives. Compared to an Expedia or a TripAdvisor, the, the stock has, has lagged. Um, at, at this point, would you say now's the time? Because it, it, if, if the, we do discount in the future, do you see the rest of the world uh, being able to open it, 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 it's not, I don't think it's a given necessarily that, that it, it will immediately follow us uh, because we're, we're having so much more success in, in Europe or, or the UK, Israel, much more success with the vaccine rollout. Uh, is, just follow that the rest of the world is going to open up and you will eventually join them? I the think stock. that's absolutely 
Yeah, I mean, you look at the correlation between where the vaccines are being rolled out best, and that's certainly where travel is doing best. And there's no doubt that Europe has had a little bit of a problem in getting its vaccines rolled out. That being said, in the last few weeks, it's picked up very nicely, and we're beginning to see those green shoots. So I am very encouraged about the long run, always, but I'm even more encouraged right now to see some of those vaccine rolls being uh, put in place. We, we've... Uh We've had a long relationship with your company and, and the predecessors. Are, are you surprised I looked at the market cap? I, I'm blown away. Almost $100 billion for, for booking holdings, 90 and change. And we've had our relationship. We remember the, the way Priceline used to, uh, used to be on. We followed almost every day. I don't know if everyone really remembers that. You weren't part of the company back then, were you? I joined the company over 20 years ago, February. Oh, you did. 2020. So I, I remember that collapse uh, from February 2020 to uh, September that you're speaking about, Joe. You know, look, we've had a very long run of improving our process, products, improving our services, being able to provide to consumers what they wanted. And the, the nature of the market is it follows how you're doing. And our numbers have been increasing year over year. reason I brought it up, we, uh, you know, I've been around a lot. I joined this place 30 years ago. Maybe my one of the best moments I've had here is with Shatner, believe it or not. Maybe Richard Simmons, but... Decimal point. We travel back in time to an ancient species. Squawk box. Save an ancient species. From total annihilation. So far, no signs of aquatic life, but I'm going to find it. Fire him. That's me actually doing an imitation uh, of that Jim Carrey did of him, and he said, stop this man, stop this man. But you had a full week of celebrations for his birthday back in, uh, back in March. Uh, he was 90. I mean, he's almost 90 there. He's just, uh, and now he's not only one of my favorite interviews, but I, I think he's like my idol of all time because he's still like running around. He, he's got NFTs. Now, do you know, are you involved with any of it? He's huge into NFTs, this guy. You talk to yeah, him? Yeah. No. You know, look, Bill did a great thing for this company over many, many years as spokesman in the past for Priceline.com. And we were very happy to be able to help celebrate his 90th birthday with some sales in our Priceline.com company. And I was very pleased how Priceline.com did in the last quarter. And I mentioned that on, on the call last night. Uh, the U.S., we were very pleased with our growth in the U.S., both Priceline.com and Booking.com. And we, we hope to continue that type of U.S. Uh, uh, emphasis in the future. Is the negotiator still part of your will i still see those ads can you bring them back he's ready i think i, I don't he probably could do them 10 years from now i think um well maybe he could but joe if you want to see them i'm sure on youtube you can go on and look at them all the time you want uh, <laughs> i want current yeah. ones i want that, yeah. that'll bring you all the way you won't be lagging anymore uh am i too late now you you did say you better get you better get cracking if you want to uh, be able to book some of this stuff. Is it already too late? You're seeing it already, aren't you? Well, in anticipation. What I, what, yeah, what I said, somebody asked, should we book tomorrow? I said, you should book yesterday. The fact is, prices are going up. Availability is going down for some of the very uh, highly desirable areas. So I always advocate go out and book your travel now for the summer, especially because so much of our product on booking.com is completely flexible, free to cancel. So why not take that free option, go out, get that holiday set up right now, and then you'll be set. And if your plans change, you can cancel for free on booking.com. All right. I guess we got to go. The, you know, the mic police around here are getting much stricter. Have you noticed that, Becky? I don't like that. 
I oh, have. I, oh my goodness. Usually you it's you they cut off or Andrew. Oh, so you don't care. It doesn't apply to you. Okay. Let's go. We're going to lose it. Wait till it happens to you. Glenn Fogel, thank you. Good luck. Uh, we have traveled back in time. Before I let you go, I have to remind you, today is the last day to vote for Squawk Pod in this year's Webby People's Voice Awards. Now, in case you've missed Katie and me asking you to vote this entire week, here's the story. Squawk Pod is a nominee in the diversity and inclusion category for our June 1st episode, America's Two Crises. In that podcast, we follow corporate America's response to nationwide unrest and demands for racial justice. It's a powerful podcast, so take a listen, as we say in TV. And after you do that, head to cnbc.com slash vote squawkpod and cast your vote for us. That's cnbc.com slash vote squawkpod. Okay, that's it. I'm done. That's a wrap on today's Squawk Pod. Thank you for listening and for voting. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 a.m. Eastern. To get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, subscribe to Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours.